If you're wondering where to go to discover new music, check out In Our Headphones, the latest podcast from listener-powered KEXP. In Our Headphones brings you recommendations and insights every week, straight from KEXP DJs. And we're your hosts. I'm Isabel Kalili. And I'm Janice Headley. Join us for this never-ending journey of music discovery from KEXP and the NPR Network. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Just search KEXP. This is 50 Years of Hip Hop. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. Before you listen to the special panel conversation, please take a listen back to Dusty's story from earlier in the week about scratching and Grand Wizard Theodore. Because today I'm joined by some amazing DJs to talk about the art of scratching along with a special guest appearance from the man who invented it, Grand Wizard Theodore himself. But first, here's today's panelists. Supreme LaRock, Sunday Soul, KEXP 90.3 FM. Vitamin D, Street Sounds, baby. DJ Lady Love, one of the first female hip-hop DJs in the room. Dr. Dowdy Abe, a historian, scholar, and author of Emerald Street, A History of Hip-Hop in Seattle. Thank you, everybody, for being here uh, as we talk about the birth of the scratch in Grand Wizard Theodore. Y'all might remember that, um, what was it, a Heineken commercial years ago? And they, they kind of like dramatized the birth of the scratch and it had nothing to do with Dio. So it's obviously really important that these stories get told. Oh, I didn't see that. You didn't see that one? Nah, I would have kicked the TV. Yeah, I think the dude like spilled the beer. <laughs> yeah, right exactly. On the turn table. Yeah. Yeah. And he tried to wipe it off. Try to wipe it out. And it's, yeah, right. Man, come right. On, man. And obviously, it's a very different, very different story. The story of Theo's mom coming in and telling, you know, turn that noise down. And he pauses the record with his fingers. And he's like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And, I mean, that's just a detail of what he'd done besides, you know, needle dropping and, and all sorts of stuff. So, Lady Love, just to zoom in on your experience from being aware of Theo bringing this innovation to the scene how fast did, like, everybody pick up on it? It was ridiculously yeah. fast. Like, all of a sudden, everybody in Queens was doing... The Bronx had did it first. We all know that. Right. But Queens was, like, second coming up, and everybody in Queens was doing it. And it was just like a phenomenon. I was like a, a junkie. I was going everywhere there. Somebody was playing and somebody was doing something. I was leaving Queens to go to the Bronx to hang out by myself because I needed more. And it was just like overnight, it just seemed like, even though it wasn't overnight, but that's what it seemed like. That's what it felt like. Like it just blew up. That's amazing considering that, you know, there was no internet. You know, nope. Everybody doesn't have everybody's phone numbers. Yep. These things had to be seen and heard when they happened. And it just caught like wildfire. And I assume a lot of the innovations, whether it was the, the Q system, the flash came up. Oh, there he go. Uh-oh, we got Theo on the line. What's up, Grand Wiz? Peace. What's up, Lady Love? What's good? Nothing much. I'm here. You know what? They want to uh, hear how you got started. How did you create the scratch? My last year of junior high school, my principal was playing music in the lunchroom. So a friend of mine convinced my principal to let me make a consent tape. Principal said, okay. So I went home, took my boombox, 
put it in front of the speaker, press record, and I started making my cassette tape for, uh, for my last year of junior high school. Now, our cassette tape is 90 minutes. You got 45 minutes on each side. If you start making a cassette tape and you mess up, you got two choices. You're going to stop it or you're going to rewind it back to the beginning. I decided to keep going. So the music was really loud in the house. Um, the music that we practiced on was in my mom's house. So the music was so loud in the house and to the point where my mom's had to come in the room and intervene and say, turn the music down or turn the music off. Now, those couple of seconds would seem like an eternity. I had one record playing and I was holding the other record. And uh, when she told me to turn the music down, I did a baby scratch, turned the music down, mom's left the room, finished my cassette tape, rewind it back. And when it got to the point where my mom's came in the room, I could hear myself baby scratching. And I was like, wow, I can incorporate this into all the other things that I do as a DJ. Because if I want to be different from everybody else, if I want to um, be noticed and separate myself from everybody else, I'm going to have to do something different. So, you know, I practiced, you know, another couple of days, another couple of hours, and that's how I became the scratch. I was uh, 12 years old in 1975 when I created the scratch. Wow. wow. Nice. Hey, for, uh, for people that don't know, what exactly is a baby scratch? A baby scratch is when you take a certain part of the record and you hold it. You, you, think, you think of the record as, as if it's a clock. 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Uh-huh. So, basically, so basically what I did was I took the record on my left-hand side and held it maybe 8 or 9 o'clock and caught one part of the record, and I started moving it back and forth and forth and back. I might have moved the record till 10 or 11. I might have moved it back to like 7 or 8. And I'm moving it back and forth and forth and back without taking my hand off the record and concentrating on that one sound that I like in a record, and that's a baby scratch. Dope. Hello, sir. Uh, I'm also in here. My name's Dowdy Abe. I'm a local... Scholar, I guess you could say. But my question is, what was the reaction when you first broke it out? What, how, how did people respond? Did they know what it was? How, how was that first experience when you broke it out to the public? When we did um, a block party and people saw me, you know, scratching the record, you know, um, needle dropping and stuff like that, it basically just electrified the crowd because I was the only DJ that was doing it. So it was like, you hear your favorite record, but I'm actually scratching certain parts of the record on beat. So, you know, if, if people were hustling, people were dancing, people were uh, uh, b-boying and b-girling, and everybody just went, everybody went crazy, man. Everybody was like, you know, he got his own style, man. And, and the more time that went by, my style got better and better and better. It's 50 years later, you know, and I'm still here. But um, I'm only celebrating 48 years of hip-hop because I've only been doing it for 48 years. You know, people like Grandmaster Flash, my brother Mean Gene, you know, Breakout and Barry and Cool Herc, um, all those guys, they, they're probably celebrating 50 years, but I'm only celebrating 48 years because I've only been doing it 
you know, for 48 years, you know? Okay. I mean, we're we going to round up for you. For, for for coming up with the scratch. That's worth that extra, too, for sure. Yeah, man. We just got to give you that off the top. <laughs> and truth be told, someone's celebrating 60 years. Mm, yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. But I have a question. I have a question for Theo about the needle drop. I wanted to know if you invented that as well, and did that come from you couldn't afford two copies of a record, so you was like, oh, I could just needle drop this break and, and extend it with one one record. That's a good question. Um, I actually created the needle drop before I created the scratch. Now, how I created the needle drop, my mom's had a stereo that looks like a coffin. You got the television in the front, and when you lift up the um, yep. the door on the coffin and look inside, you got the the eight track, you got the AMF of the stereo, mm -hmm. and you got the little turntable there. That bouncy turntable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to play on 45s, and when the, when the 45s got to the break part, I used to skip the needle back. You know, you got some records like James Brown. Some of the breaks is at the beginning. Some of the breaks is in the middle. Some of the breaks is at the end of the record. So instead of me waiting for the break to, you know, to finish, I would pick the needle up and skip it back to the beginning of the break, not knowing that as time went by, I started counting, okay, what if I pick the needle up on the two? What if I pick the needle up on the four? What if I pick the needle up on the five? And as time started going by, when I started picking the needle up, the record actually sounded like it was looping. You know, so, you know, and the more mature I got, the more the needle drop got better and better because I used to spend like two, three hours just messing with a bunch of 45s. Right. Not knowing that I was developing a needle drop style. Wow. Nice. That's crazy. Also, for all the listeners, um, check out Theo on YouTube. He's doing a blindfold needle drop at a mm -hmm. at a BB King's, I think it is. And it's crazy. Yo, blindfold? I guess. Yes, he does that. He does it blindfolded or he takes the album and puts it in front of his mm -hmm. face. Do like, does like that and it's it's crazy. Yo, it's your crazy. finger must be mad mad condition. Your finger. <laughs> Not only is DJ Grand Wizard Theodore the creator of the scratch, but he's also the creator of a style called needle dropping. And that's what he's doing right now. When you lift the needle off the record and drop it back down on beat. Needle dropping, the creator. Theo, I want to thank you so much for when I called you, I'm like, Theo, I'm about to do this this podcast and it's, it's a tribute to you. you got to have Grand, Grand Wizard Theater. So thank you. When I called you, you was like, Lady Love, I got you. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Theo, for what you did for for all of us here. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Real. Yes, thank you. It's gratitude and respect. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we all make our living off of what you pioneered, man. So, man, flowers, props, respect. All man. day.
Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Y'all enjoy the rest of the day, you know, and, and, and Lady Love, my sister. Uh, yes. We'll talk soon, all right? All right, Theo. I got you. Thank you. All right. Peace, everybody. Peace. 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 Lady Love, can I just say that uh, you just elevated this panel with that call so much. <laughs> Yo, thank you for thank you for reaching out. Yeah. No, no, not a problem. That's not incredible. a problem. Woo, from the horse's mouth, baby. First hand from the, yeah, first hand history. That's what I'm talking about. Well, you know, I am one of the first female hip hop DJs. I'm not the first. Baby D from the Mercedes Ladies is the first, but I'm second behind her, and. Theo and all of them, they like our brothers because we were like the only female. I would be the only female with, with Flash and Theodore and them. I would be the only female on the card, on the flyer. So all these people I know and I got love for them. They got love for me. So whenever I reach out, can you do this? I'll be like, could you please? You know? <laughs> so it works well. But I, I just felt like he needed to be here with this tribute. He needed to hear this. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing him into the Not space. a problem. Um, I got to ask, you know, lifelong DJs, fans, lovers of the culture, practitioners, mm -hmm. what's your favorite scratch? What's your favorite type of scratch? What's the one that first, like, ooh, uh, man. For me, it was the baby scratch. Yeah. <laughs> for, me, scratch. for me, rhythm scratches. Yeah. Rhythm scratches over everything. And I feel like cash money was like, one of the best ever to do that. Right. No like cash, he just calls it getting funky. He's getting funky with it. You know who else is, is that? Johnny Juice. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Johnny Juice. <laughs> Johnny That's Juice. my dude. Oh, Johnny okay. Juice um, made me cry. Yeah. Because he said I, my scratches wasn't nothing. Funny because uh, like <laughs> yesterday I seen some say, Oh, I was blown away. It was destroyed because Chuck D was on and he said, Oh, I was blown away to, to learn Terminator X didn't do any of the scratches. No, it was Johnny, was Johnny Juke. That broke my heart, man. Yeah, Johnny Juke. I, I, I sat and watched Juice do patterns and stuff for um, doing that. And he's amazing. He can do so much stuff that he is so underrated and he is so humble that he doesn't push that 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 was me he he just he does his thing yeah if you and know, that's you it know, though because nobody yeah. else ever cut and like that <laughs> right no like yeah right Another one we're gonna I'm gonna have to give props to is 
is the breaking down of a word scratch. I don't know what you call that. You know what I mean? But right. the first guy I really heard that did it real, real nice was Jazzy Jeff. And, Me too. And, yeah, yeah, I have to say that. Me too. Like nice, nice, where you like, ooh, right. right, right, right mm-hmm. lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now Peter, Piper, Big Peppers, but run, right, but run, right, but run, right, but run, right, run, Humpty, Humpty, fell, fell, down. That's his art. That's his art. That's his art. That's his art. John. Jagger. Nimble. What? What? Nimble. Anyone. 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 Quick. Jam. 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 there premiere just destroyed that whole right. thing right <laughs> and you keep the premiere thing going um and that was my that was my favorite that was my favorite way of scratching the way premiere could break down a phrase bro like um, and like, just make everything answer everything man right. i had the perfect scratch yeah. for every record and all that man yep. just, like phenomenal man Do you have any questions for our DJs or an estimable panel here? I do. I, I, I'm curious, uh, Lady Love, you're such a historic figure, not only in DJing, but specifically for female DJs. Mm-hmm. And hip-hop has always been very patriarchal. Um, and I'm wondering what your experience has been like battling for respect. Is it a situation where, you know, how they talk about black people in the world have to be twice as good, you know, it's that kind exactly of thing. It's exactly like that. What, what, yeah. It's exactly like that. I, I had dudes that didn't want me to touch their turntables. I had to prove before I could even step in that I could play. It could be some guy on there that was whack. And they still wouldn't let me on there. And it was just a certain number of people like the Disco Twins back then, the Infinity Infinity Machine, DJ Divine. They would let me play. And then other people would see that, okay, if the the twins let her play, then she must be good. If this one let her play, then she must be good. And it was hard. It was really hard. Me and Baby D, like, just being females in the game— and I even at one point I quit because I would go, everybody else would get paid and I wasn't with a crew. I was by myself. So the promoters would be like, oh, we didn't make enough money tonight. I can't pay you. It, it was just always something. And it, it just got to be too much. So I walked away from all of that at 80, in 81. I started in uh, 78, but I left by 81 because it had became so much. And Women now today, female DJs are everywhere. There's schools. There's all of this stuff. There wasn't any of that for us back in the day. It was nothing. We had to learn on our own. We had to figure out ways to 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 get these guys to let us, to give us respect and everything. And even still, as far as the first generation uh, female DJs, we still don't get the respect that we should. This is the 50th year of hip-hop and everything, and... Everybody always wants to start with Coco Chanel and Spinderella and, and, you know, and 
I give them all their props, but we were there before them. But a lot of people don't even know that we existed. So in a way, it's still kind of, we still get that left out thing. Well, I know we just all just gave Theodore, Theo, his flowers, uh, deservedly so. But I just want to make sure that we give you yours, right? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank uh, you as much of a trailblazer much. as he is. Definitely. Yeah, respect, are. Queen. Thank you. I <laughs> definitely appreciate that. Thank I you. definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Grateful that you're here and that you're here in the city. Oh, I love it here. That's what's up. Supreme been showing me everywhere and everything. <laughs> the crazy thing, so I didn't even know about her. You know, I'm a hip-hop head, and I know my history, and I didn't know, I never heard of her. And I was listening to Hollywood's audiobook, and he was giving her big props. And I'm like, who's this? Who is this? And I was like, wait a minute. Then I found out she had moved out here, and so I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta hit her up. But she's the real deal. I definitely You know, official her, tissue. She got all the OG flyers that with her picture and her names on them with, with everybody. So, oh yeah, you sent me a flick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. ill too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continuing to think about the scratch specifically, is anybody that's this doing it, that's a practitioner of it, right now that you're like, that's crazy. I've never heard nothing like that. Is there anybody on the scene like that? Mel Star. Mel Star. Yep. Mel Star is a beast. He works with Jazzy Jeff, too, but he is a beast. I saw him the first time about 10 years ago, and he was coming up, and he was making, he was just like, right now, he is, I, I can't stop saying it, Mel Star is a beast. So, for me, it's Mel Star. That was definitely one of my faves. The crazy thing is, you know, I'll be scrolling through Instagram all day, and you just see random, unknown, no-name cats in their bedroom. Right. Murdering. They're killing it, right? Murdering. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're like, who is this? <laughs> right. And you have no idea. It's just some random guy overseas. Yeah, like, man. Yep. Like, murdering. Yeah. Yep. I'm about to say, man, I like Scratch Bastard too, man. And I mean, but I don't know. Was he... Is he current, like, or is he old school? I, I can't figure that He's out. He's middle school. That's middle my school. man. That's my man. He's crazy, too. He's crazy. Yeah. Got the sauce. Also, uh, Koku Shimakita in Japan. Yeah. What them little girl twins they be cutting? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Mel Star be working with them, too. <laughs> them little girl twins is hard, man. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> they like some uh-huh. little girls, man, oh, and wow. some twins, bro. Yep. They like, ill. Yep. Crazy. Whoa. 
worldwide. DJ Scratch too, but he's old. He's old school. For sure, yeah, for sure. It's just like Qbert is the best scratcher of all time. I would say. Yeah, when you say we heard something that we've never heard before, right. it's Qbert. Qbert, absolutely, like all day. Yes. 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 Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it goes on and on, and it's going to continue going on and on, and exactly. hear more innovations. And as the technology goes, we got more buttons to create more different right rhythms and scratch. And like, I was really hesitant to embrace the buttons as part of my sound a little bit. <laughs> yes, but hey, man, if I can, you could do a premiere five scratch record on one ju- on one wheel now while the um, beat is playing live and make it seamless so it doesn't interrupt the flow of a party and you're really still, like, killing something right quick. And yep. the more you kill it, the more the crowd ain't even going to notice it, man. It's just right. for them them five, six DJs in the house. Like, yeah, don't get it twisted. You know, <laughs> I've been practicing. <laughs> right. I love it. Uh, and just real quick, just for the listeners, when you say the buttons and using that, that kind of technical innovation, what are you talking about? So the DJ mixers, the first versions of them, didn't even have crossfaders, right? Right. And so... Um, didn't even have a cue. <laughs> right, didn't have a cue. So with more innovation, like, like that's what's ill about Flash. This, right. This dude made the technology of that and the concept of the technology that we use, like, uh, up from the dome. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. So, like, shout out to him. Also, you, you just can't not mention Flash. Right. You know, there wouldn't be a... Right. There wouldn't even be the mechanism to do what we're right. doing like without without him. So the technology course. caught up to him and what he invented. Facts. And now it's a part of every mix. Right. Yeah. And so then then with the innovation, the crossfaders and cue points, you get you can get scratching at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And so now they got digital mixes where, you know, the sound's coming from your computer. And, you know, I was hesitant to embrace it at first, but you know, after seeing guys coming through with the laptop and I'm breaking my back uh, carrying crates up the stairs, man. I'm like, yo, I might need to get with it. <laughs> exactly. And then it really, sure. I saw Jazzy Jeff kill it with Serato one time and I was convinced that I was like, okay, that sounds like real DJing. Right. So once I figured out you can really sound like real DJing, hey, it's, it's time to embrace it. And yeah. so. For me, um, when I came, I came back in 2010 and I didn't know anything about Serato because I played on vinyl when I left. So I was like, what is this? No, uh-uh, what is, no, no, that's a computer. I'm not doing that. And then it was like, okay. And then eventually I thought about it. I'm like, who's going to be carrying these records for me? I ain't going to be doing that. And it just was so much easier. Right. So I I definitely embraced it. I'm Another a rain, I'm a rain fanatic right. right now. And they stopped pressing the cuts up on wax, too. That's right. another factor, right? Too. Mm-hmm. Like, now there's been a new revolution where man, you can get anything of I don't know thing there. Like, but everything. <laughs> right. Like you can get somebody demo and everybody. <laughs> right. Like, it's crazy. Well, fifteen years ago? When like yeah, Serato yeah. first started popping up, man, you're like, nah. But I would say, like, so I I stayed away. I remember the first dude I seen that had Serato, I went to his crib and I hated it. I was like, right. that's that's corny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna stay away from that as long as I can. And I did, but I started getting bookings, I started traveling a lot. And then at that point, 
airlines were charging extra for my each record case. Each and and they didn't weigh too much. So then that was another extra. Yeah. So I'm paying a hundred extra per case. Yeah. And I had six cases. <laughs> I'm like the flight's three hundred bucks, but the six hundred to bring the records. I was like, I can't I can't move like that. Right. So I remember I flew back from LA and I drove straight to Guitar Center, and man, it hurt my feelings. I did not want to do it, but I did it, and I felt, oh, I went to the dark side. But, you know, I love it and hate it, you know? Yeah. Right, right. I'm so glad, though, that we came—I'm sure we can all agree that we came up from the vinyl age, mm-hmm. so I'm just glad that I got to live that, because there's— a bunch of DJs that are never going to live. That never. The joy. Oh, man. Looking I for the little black for, line. I so bad for them. You know? Honestly. <laughs> like, like simple things like queuing the, like you could see the break on the record, right? And kids just right, don't. Right. They can't see it. They wish them right know. now, they still couldn't see it. Like, right. <laughs> they couldn't see it in the light with a flashlight. I thought the most fun I used to have was going digging. I would like my solitude. I would have my headphones on and I'd be in this oh, record man. store for hours. To this day. Just going through. Everything they had. And I know Supreme. Well, you see some records in my 45 set last week. Yes. And um, so he was going bananas in that. I was going to say, though, to me, there's nothing more fun than playing records. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just right. It brings the fun back to DJing. It is. That was my conversation with KXP DJs Supreme LaRock and Vitamin D, along with DJ Lady Love and scholar Dr. Dowdy Abe. I'm Larry Mizell Jr., and this is 50 Years of Hip Hop. I'm listener-powered KEXP, where the music matters.